Jesus Fix It, the Good Morning Radio Podcast with Seth and Jess. So there was this one Valentine's Day back in 2007 when my ex-husband decided to give me a computer printer for Valentine's Day, Um, and I gave him a kidney. (laughs) uh, That seems a little lopsided. You know, but I mean, that sure, is, they're both useful. You know, okay. that's what happened. So today's wow. podcast we're doing by request. And I got to be honest with you. Okay, this is going to sound pretty awkward. I'm going to sound pretty awkward because I don't like talking about this because I don't want to sound like this is something that I boast about or it's just, it's just all the way awkward for me mm-hmm. because... I donated a kidney to someone who is now my ex-husband. Right. And I just I don't talk about it a lot, not just because he's my ex-husband, because it's just because I just I don't know. It's something right. that I felt led to do and it saved someone's life and it's done and Listen, it's over. <laughs> here's how much she does not talk about this, right? I was here for like four years. She and I doing shows together, talking about everything you can think of every single morning, and I had no idea yeah. until you dropped it on me, and I'm like, what? You're, yeah. You donated a kidney? That's awesome. And the story is even more awesome. So um, we actually did do our kidney donation on Valentine's Day. Sure, who doesn't? Um, <laughs> and um, so one time, another um, co-host I had um Way before Seth came to Spirit FM, I um, was talking about it on the air, and a listener remembered that, and she emailed me and asked if Seth and I would talk about it on a podcast. She is having a hard time loving someone, and she mm. wants to continue to love this person. She does love this person, and she said, you know, I want to love this person selflessly, and a lot of the times, it's all about me. To be honest, and I, I know that. you did this selfless thing. So would you just talk about it, please? And so I agreed to talk about it this one time, and then we'll move on. But, okay. So I just want to share my story with you. Um, first of all, I feel like God put it on my heart to do this thing. And um, just a little bit of background. I have been married twice. My children's father, he is a great dad. He is awesome. We are still friends to this day. We co-parent very well. He actually helps me with my car stuff still. Um, mm-hmm. That's not why we are friends. <laughs> Good. All right. Even though he helps me with all of my car stuff, um, we decided a long time ago that it was in our best interest to remain a family and still be friends for our boys. He is not the husband I donated a kidney to. I got I remarried after him, and my husband after him is the one I donated a kidney to. And we um, do not speak. Um, yeah. It was in both of our best interests to go our separate ways. That season is over. That happens. Um, it, it does. Yeah, you that's know, life. some people are in your life for a season. Um, it's a lesson or a blessing. And so, True. you know, and this is just where God has us. And he is the husband I donated a kidney to. And with him, he had already had a kidney transplant years before. And there was this time in his life where that kidney failed and he got really, really sick. Mm. 
And he got so sick, in fact, that one t- one night he coded. I mean, he almost died on the table in the ER, mm. coded twice, called in the chaplain, and they were just like, just prepare. Right. We don't know if he's going to make it through the night. He actually fell into a coma, came out of the coma about two weeks later. When he came out of the coma, his doctor said he needs a new kidney, and nobody else would step up. And so I said, I'll do it. I'll donate a kidney. At that time, the transplant list was so, so long. I think his wait was going to be at least five years, even though he needed a kidney like immediately. And even today, I think um, the list is like 106,000 people long for a transplant list. And I said, I'll do it. And even the doctor said, okay, cool, but you need to pray about this. Yeah, that's not a snap decision right. that we normally um, make. Talk to my mom. My mom was like, you're my child, and you need to pray about this. Uh-huh. And so I did. I prayed about it. I even fasted, and y'all know me. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> okay. Anyway, um, I got <laughs> so <laughs> I prayed, and I prayed, and I felt like, God really led me to do this. Everything lined up for me to donate this kidney to my husband. Mm -hmm. When you donate a kidney, there are certain markers that have to match in order for you to be able to donate a kidney to somebody. Right, compatibility. Compatibility. There are certain things. I'm trying to remember. There has to be, there are like seven things and like, For sure, there has to be like four out of those seven things for sure in order for you to be able to donate a kidney to somebody, somebody like six of those things. Right. We matched right away. Awesome. And it's like everything lined up for us to match. Even the day before we got ready to drive up to D.C. to do our transplant because He's he's was military. Right. So we went to Walter Reed Army Hospital in D.C., there was a big snowstorm the night before, well, the morning of us right. driving up to do our kidney transplant, and we didn't even know if we are going to make it to the hospital. So we get up to the hospital, and well, right before we were to get to the hospital, there it was just always something. Do you know what I mean as far as the weather? Like, we needed to get... So many miles up the road, and we'd get a few miles up, and then behind us, we heard, oh, the road just closed back behind us. Or we get a few miles up the road, and then somebody's car behind us sped out because there was a snowbank there. And it was just always something. You're worried whether or not the the weather's going to close in on you at any moment. At any moment. And strand you. And then I remember we were like five minutes away from the hospital, and the snow was just like— almost so bad you couldn't even see in front mm-hmm. of you and five minutes away from the hospital it just stopped snowing stopped <laughs> snowing for five minutes mm-hmm. and we're five minutes from the hospital as soon as we pull into the hospital parking lot it started coming down all over again yep and then we were snowed in but we, it did we didn't get snowed in until we got to the hospital and checked in for well, our surgery and, and it's just like god just gave us all of these signs along the way that we were doing the right thing, I was doing the right thing, and I feel like there are so many times in life where God will let us know if he has something for us or if there's something he doesn't have 
right. in mind for us. He'll give us signs for that too. And I don't know about you, but I am so good at ignoring those signs. Like yes. if God clearly tells me, Jess, don't do it. Let me look the other way right. because surely Father doesn't know best for me. I, I will ignore those. Uh-huh. And in this particular situation, every single thing, every time lined up, I just, God really led me to do this. Now, so many people after we divorced asked, Are you going to take your kidney back? I'm like, okay. Not sure you can <laughs> repossess a kidney, but or, um, okay. Do you feel bad knowing that you gave someone a kidney right. knowing this happened? Do you or think like you wasted do you, you the wasted gift of love? Gift. Or right. Yeah, and I'm just like, no, because at the end of the day, I saved someone's life, and everybody deserves a chance at life. True. And if God put it on my heart, if the Holy Spirit led me to do that, then— at the end of the day, I was obedient, regardless of what he did, regardless of how our marriage turned out. I was obedient to what God had called me to do. Right. So my spirit is okay. I am good. That was something I did, and I, I can live with that, regardless of what the outcome is. You know, I think one of the things, there's a there's a lot in that story. There's so much in that story. One is... I find it comforting to know that there's somebody else that needs reassurance when God is giving you direction, because mm-hmm. I'm one of those that will argue with God, uh, especially if it's something that God is calling me to do something outside of my comfort zone. Mm-hmm. I will argue and say, no, 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 that's not me. That's not what I do. So you're talking to somebody else. Or the doubt kicks in. God, is this my idea for my own prosperity? Is this my own idea for my own benefit? Right. Or is this you putting it on my heart? I need I need confirmation. I need you to show me. And you saying that you went through all of the compatibility tests for the kidney transplant and everything came back positive. Yep. Good to go. You're driving to the hospital on the day. That's when it decides to have a snowstorm. <laughs> and yet God, in his perfect way, which I'm going to stop here for a moment and say, God, if you would do things a little earlier sometimes and ease my stress, I would not be upset. However, (laughs) moving on, God's timing is perfect. God kept you safe on the road. Just as you're going through, things get bad behind you. It's a confirmation that God's hand is on it. Think about it. If if you got on the road and they were all plowed nice and clear and you saw the salt trucks running, you'd be like, oh, look, the city or the county or the state, whatever, they have cleared my path. They are the ones to, that the glory should go to for mm-hmm. giving me a safe passage. But in your circumstance, it was clear God's hand, and it was God that was guiding you and yeah. confirming that you were doing the right thing. Especially the whole, oh, it's going to stop snowing now for five minutes so you can get to the hospital. Mm-hmm. These are the things that are reassuring to us because I believe we all go through those moments of being stubborn, of arguing with God, just having fear. Yeah. Just yeah. having fear. That's normal. That's what we do. Yeah. And I have to be honest, like I had to stop myself like before I really decided to go through with having the surgery and doing the transplant because when I initially said yes without really, really praying about it, it was for selfish reasons because I really? loved my husband so much 
and nobody else would step up to even get tested, all I could think about is, I love him and I want him here with me. It it was almost like I wasn't stepping up to do it because I wanted to save his life. It was like, because I love him and I want him to be with me. I, I want to give him this kidney so that he can continue to be here and love me. And you know what I mean? I do. But I, I had to like take myself out of it and say, okay, God, am I doing this to give this person another chance at life? Yes. So that we can continue to be a union. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's part of it. So that we can live a long, healthy, happy life together. But also, am I doing this so that I can um, help this person live right. and be healthy? You know, so I had to also stop and think about that, too. Yes, I needed to want to save his life so that we could be together, right. of course. But I, I couldn't let that be the only reason. I had to make sure that I wanted him to be healthy and happy. Mm-hmm. And also, I had to weigh that, okay, maybe one day we may not even be together, but he's still going to be walking around with a piece right. of me inside of him. Right. So I had to think about that, too. So that's one point. But then also, we t- we've talked about this on air, that morning when we knew that we were going to be traveling in the snow to do the surgery that could that was going to save his life. Because for him, having this kidney was going to save his life. Um, we were he was doing home dialysis, but he was really deteriorating quickly. So he mm. needed this transplant ASAP. Right. So this was life or death for him. But that morning we prayed that we would be okay with the outcome. And that is that I feel like put us at peace before we left. Mm-hmm. We had to be okay with either we were going to make it to the hospital and we were going to have that transplant surgery that morning. Or we were going to have to turn around and go back home and we were not going to have the surgery and we were going to have to either wait to be rescheduled or just see what happened. We had to be at peace either way. And a lot of times when we are waiting on God or when we're praying about something, you have to be at peace with whatever outcome God gives you. Because I know for me, I'm not always praying to be at peace. I am praying for whatever outcome outcome I want. And it's like, God, this is the outcome I want, and then I'm going to be happy. And this but, is when I want it. And this is when I want yeah, it. But yeah, you, me too. But you have to learn to trust God and understand that the outcome may not be the outcome you want, but it is the mm-hmm. outcome God is going to give you that is going to be the best outcome for you. Because if that's the outcome God is giving you, you don't know what he's protecting you from. You don't know what he has in store for you. He could be setting you up for something better. So you have to be okay with the outcome, even if it's not the outcome you want. So we were prepared and we were at peace either way. Yeah. Of course, I cried because I was like, we may not make it. And he was like, listen, I'm good. We could have surgery or we could not. I'm good either way. And when I realized he was at peace with it, hey, I was at peace with it. So we hit that road not knowing whether we were going to have the surgery that day or if we were going to be back home and in the bed, if right. we couldn't make it through the storm. But rolling in faith. But either That's way, what you were going on. we were at peace. Yeah. You know, you also mentioned that, you know, you made the choice to go through with the donation of your kidney um, for a, 
you know, all the variety of reasons, but it ultimately came down to you cared more and were concerned more about him than you were for yourself. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of a running theme with a really good relationship and love mm-hmm. in general. Yeah. You have to put yourself in a very vulnerable position of caring as much for the other person, if not more, than you care about yourself. You have to shed yourself of the the insecurity of your fear and be willing to be vulnerable with that other individual by caring so much. Mm-hmm. This is something I struggle with. Yeah. I, for a variety of reasons, um, I have a very difficult time setting down my defense and being vulnerable and trusting and caring about somebody else. Mm-hmm. And we only have a few minutes on the podcast. <laughs> We're not going to go into all the reasons why that is. But the fact that God is working on me and showing me that that's a, an issue of, of my personality, God's working on me. There's a great book by Brene Brown, Dare to Lead. Dare to Lead, yep. That addresses this issue. Yes, it's kind of focused on how to be a good business leader. It's a leadership leader. book. It's a leadership but book. But there are right. some good nuggets in there. There's, there are some things that you can take into your personal relationships that will make things better. Mm-hmm. And, and great advice. Um, but it all comes down to, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe this may be a biblical you know, <laughs> uh, aspect Care about the other person as much or more than you care about yourself. Love your neighbor as you love yourself. Mm-hmm. And honestly, I don't think I'd be looking at 23 years of marriage here in a couple, three months if if I hadn't focused on loving her and taking her issues and cares and concerns equal to or more important than my own. The nice thing is she does the same thing for me. Yeah, yeah. It's the only way it works. And, you know, I think where sometimes we get this messed up as a society is that principle doesn't just qualify for a marriage. That is for your friendships. Yes. That's for your business relationships. That's any relationship. Your kids. kids? Yeah. 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 I mean, just a little selflessness Mm -hmm. (laughs) can go a long way. Did I say that correctly? Yes. Okay, we're rolling with it. Because <laughs> it is. <laughs> That's the whole thing, is try, yeah. is being selfless. Yeah. And our natural setting, okay, my natural setting is selfish. Me, me too. Me, me, A lot it's of a, us. It's we're about me. me. And mm-hmm. finally, over the last, I don't know, year, two years, I don't only just say it, but I actually believe it. It's not about me. Mm-hmm. We think it is, and we want it to be. I mean, that's our human nature. It is. And don't get me wrong. Sometimes I think it's okay for it to be about you. Not yes. all the time, but there sometimes are there are those people. Mom, my mom. <laughs> I'm. I'm not saying. I'm nothing. fussing about her because she okay. always she makes it about everybody all the time. There are people like that who mm-hmm. make it always about everybody else. And so. I digress. But anyway, <laughs> um, yeah, I just I I just feel like for my friend, let me just totally get off the subject about the kidney transplant. Okay. Um, so there's the story. That's the story about the kidney donation. Um, in a nutshell, that's basically what it was. 
And for my friend who asked me to share the story, who says she's always looking inward, that I hope that encourages you. Um, That's the reason I did the transplant is because God put it on my heart. I was in love and um, I wouldn't change a thing, even though our relationship ended and we are at totally different places in my life. um, Even though he and I don't speak, I still feel like God has ordered both of our steps and we are exactly where God has intended both of us to be. And I wouldn't change a thing. Somebody asked, if you could go back and do it all over again, would you keep your kidney? No, because I feel like I was obedient and I did what God put on my heart and what God called me to do. I will be blessed because I was obedient. I've already been blessed. Mm -hmm. I mean, God has probably um, protected me from something I didn't even know because I was obedient. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, um. Again, to my friend who is having trouble um, looking outward or loving this person, Mm -hmm. if you feel like you cannot love this person the way they should be loved, then think about that relationship. I'm no relationship expert. But you're right. But think about what's going to be fair to this person. If you can't give that person the love that they deserve, then there needs to be a conversation. That's just my non-expert advice, because both of you deserve genuine honesty, integrity. Both of you deserve that. You deserve happiness. That person deserves happiness. And neither one of you deserve to be shortchanged. And that's my non-expert advice. And that was my story. And it was so awkward sharing it. And that's enough of that. (laughs) Um, The last couple of things... um, I want to say is to all my singles, Valentine's Week, Single Awareness Week. Mm -hmm. First of all, I pray that you will embrace the season you're in. I know there are a lot of couples that are telling you to uh, just keep on praying. God is going to send you. Yes, keep on praying, but also embrace the season you're in. God has not forgotten about you. If you are just praying for that that someone special, you can keep on praying, but also live it up. Don't stop living life while you are waiting. I know it gets lonely sometimes, but live it up. Do the fun things you want to do. Don't quit postponing life while you wait on someone. I'm praying for you. I really am. And to all my couples, y'all live it up too. I'm praying for y'all too, and I'm rooting for y'all. I pray that you never take each other for granted. And I pray that you take every moment to love on each other and just realize that you do have each other and that there are single people right now praying for what you have. So don't take it for granted. And um, Seth, did you want to say anything else before I wrap us up in this verse? You know, we're going to throw this verse out here or these verses out here. You know, it's just a case of it takes a lot of time and effort and work to have good love friendships, business relationships, All marriages. It's just work. Okay. All right. So I'm going to throw these um, Corinthians up on y'all. Um <laughs> Do I have time? Yes, of course. Oh, can I go? Th- I'm pretty sure we can always make time we'll for, always for make scripture. Time for, some, for some Corinthians. I'm just saying. Okay. Oh, for Valentine's week, I want to shout out my my boys. I want to embarrass the crap oh, out of them. Oh, boy. Oh, 
Should I say crap? I just said it, didn't Twice. I? Twice. Oh, okay. <laughs> Sorry, I apologize. Um, Cameron and Christian, happy Valentine's Day. I love you so, so much. They will never, ever listen to this podcast. Okay. Did you want to shout Not out now. your daughter? To both my daughter, Aww. my wife, <laughs> you are the most awesome people in my world, and I love you more than I can ever express. Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. Doesn't that love sound so amazing? Uh, you actually have that love. God loves you just like that every single day. Thanks for listening. If you have questions or comments, send them to podcast at spiritfm.com. This is a production of Positive Alternative Radio. The Jesus Fix It podcast with Seth and Jess is sponsored by Mardell Christian and Education Store. Mardell has the largest Bible selection with over 2,000 different Bibles to choose from. Best-selling books are 40 to 50% off every day, and all others are 20% off. Hey, I love discounts. Mardell has expanded their apparel department and now offers more Christian apparel selections for the whole family. You can sign up at Mardell.com to receive the Mardell emails and be notified of sales, events, and receive coupons directly to your inbox. Good to Go is another encouraging podcast you'll love. Join host Christian Suter weekly as he tracks down people doing good things for others. You'll be inspired and reminded that there's always something good going on when you search Good to Go wherever you get your podcasts.